welcome to your weekly podcast from Freestyle Media in partnership with The Magic Five. Uh, so we recently had uh, the British Masters Championships at Ponds Forge uh, and congratulations to Trafford Metro, who won the best overall club with a massive 479 points. Uh, Becoming second in the rankings uh, was City of Sheffield and I'm pleased to be joined by their coach, Abby Whiting. Uh, so welcome to the podcast, Abby. Thank you for having me. I feel like I should have done a little whoop whoop there, but yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, I, I assume you did a whoop whoop on Paul's side. I, I, I did a whoop and then a few tears, yeah. It was a bit of both. <laughs> Brilliant. How was your experience of the British Champs, especially given that it was or it was your home pool? Yeah, it was amazing. Um, always nice to have it in the home pool. You know, it's, it's going down the road, you're there. Ponds Forge is always such a good, um, you know, everyone cheering. The atmosphere is so incredible, you know. We loved it. All the teams did fantastically well. You know, British records being broken all over the place, European records, world records. Um, so, yeah, it was a fantastic atmosphere, such a good atmosphere and very, very happy with the result. Oh, ecstatic with the result almost. Yeah. Well, the, <laughs> the tears would suggest that. Um, mm -hmm. Did you have um, how many swimmers did you have from your from your club there? Oh, that is a really good question. Um, like 29, I want to say, 27, um, something around that number. And do you do you get chance to train long course uh, like during the week? Yeah, so do. we do um, Monday short, and then we get Wednesday and Thursday long. So we're incredibly lucky this end of the season because obviously we have majority of our two sessions, well three sessions is long, um, mm. not so handy for the beginning of the season, but but it's still really really great for the end of the season here. No, that sounds great. Um, we just talked about this before we before we went on air, but um, because of the people that I follow on social media, and obviously then that depends on what you what you see on your on your feed. You have got to be the most praised coach that I've ever seen. People just people are praising you all over the place. And I didn't even realize they were part of your squad. Squad, some of these people. It's just like, I just thought I was great. Didn't they? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's um yeah, it's amazing. I think it's just testament to how brilliant my swimmers are. Like. They're such a good group of people. Like they're like my family up north. You know, they're brilliant. Um, but I don't know what I, I don't really know what I do to deserve it. But at the same time, it's it's nice to to feel appreciated for the work we do put in. So yeah, it's um they're a great bunch. They love it. We'll get on to um I'll get on to asking you about the sort of coach that you are, and and that I guess will determine why people like you so much, I suppose. Um, but the first thing that I wanted to ask you really was what, when did you decide to qualify as a coach and, and why did you decide to become a coach over being a swimmer? So um, I was a swimmer when I was younger and went all the way up to kind of British champs, that kind of stuff, and always loved it, always enjoyed the background of it. So working out why you felt quick closer to a meet, why, you know, in the beginning of the season you felt sluggish, why I am was best for, you know, fitness, all those kind of things. Um, I did my level one at 16 and it was assisted by my home club, West Norfolk, back at home um, and then did my level two as soon as I could at 18. Um, for me, it was always kind of that little bit of cash on the side and I was given the opportunity to kind of assist in in smaller squads when I was at home. Um, I came away to uni, took a little bit of break from from coaching, went back into swimming and then obviously COVID hit. And at that point, I was a lead coach for a junior squad um, in a different Sheffield team. Absolutely loved it. But for me I needed a bit more direction as a coach so I'm a very very young coach so I need influence I need direction I need help um hence why I headed over to, to Masters at, at City of Sheffield really um kind of be a choice but also be a wanting to develop as much as I could um as a coach so yeah yeah well I was, I was going to ask you about that so um the coach that I had when I was down at Timber Rolls is also, I think he's mid-20s now, but he, he took over as head coach at probably the age of 19 or 20. And I was always fascinated by the idea that he wanted to work with people that were 
older than him and you know he he fits in really well with that with that setup if you like and so you say you wanted some guidance and some influence what is it about master swimmers that you think you can get or why you can get that so you can get it from them because they know their own bodies they know their own skill set they know their own ability you know in age group swimming it's very much like you're telling them what to do and you are forging them as a swimmer and they they will perform however you forge them to perform. So, for example, if they've got a really, really strong back end of a two in, of a two hundred freestyle, you know that 200, 400, 800 is brilliant. With master swimmers, they already have their skill set. They already have their ability. They are self-aware. They are self-confident. And you are just helping them become the version they want to be. So I think getting direction from them is really handy. You know, when I do a set, I, I was trying some sets out in the middle of the season this year and I kind of went, I don't know how these are going to go. Like, it was kind of like a, tell me how you feel. And my squad are so honest in being able to go, Abby, that was hell. I hated it. Let me do it again. But they're also great as in like, oh, actually, it would work better for me if that was 75s because I felt this way. And mm -hmm. being able to adapt it meant that we can get as much out of our sessions as possible because we're directed by what they want and what they need. Um, it's like what they say when you're having a baby, when it cries, you don't know why it's crying and that's the hardest thing. But when you have someone telling you how they feel, what what works, what doesn't work, it's so easy to then kind of direct them into the way they need to go, which again, is just, it's just brilliant for me and works great for my coaching style. So, Yeah, well, well that was going to be my next question actually is how would you describe yourself as a coach? And you, you kind of just gone into it, I guess, there a little bit. You, you kind of like being on level playing field with these swimmers. You don't necessarily like just telling them what to do all the time and they're not really getting the feedback from them. Yeah. How, how would you describe yourself as a coach? Um, so I, my biggest mantra as a coach is I'll treat them how I would want to be treated. Mm -hmm. So you speak to my squad. I very rarely get annoyed at them. I very rarely go, come on, this is not good enough. <laughs> you know, I talk to them as they are my friends because a lot of them are. Um, I talk to them as if I am there to listen to their problems, which I am. Um, and I always try and give them the reason why. So when I speak to them, it's not so much a case of you need to do this because I've got doctors, I've got teachers, I've got all different professions that all work in different ways. So I try as much as I can to go, we're doing this because it's going to help this. It's not going to help this. And this is how you're going to do it. And yeah. try and give them as much information as they can because my squad are very information processing heavy. So they want to know the whys, the what, the who's and the when's and the why's and, you know, and that kind of forges my coaching style and yeah, I think I just I just love them. I just love my squad. I'll be listening to this like Abby, shut up. And I was like, no, I love my squad. They're brilliant. I love them. Definitely feeling the uh, the Sheffield loving here with uh, yeah. from the, from the swimmers to you and to you to the swimmers, which is uh, which is really nice. Um, it's about the positive attitude and the positive environment. You know, nobody can do anything with a coach that like a doll face on the side with their arms crossed. Like I'll try and have a joke with them, a laugh with them. You know, we do. We got to kind of two weeks out of trials, about three weeks out of trials, and morale was low. Like mm. I was hammering them three sessions a week. That that was it. You know, it was like they were coming out the pool like, Abby, we need a break. And I needed a break from that. So we just did a relay session. So we just did a session full of relays, full of fun sprinting with mm. more opportunity for them to talk to each other. And actually that boosted the morale and boosted the atmosphere. And it's just with masters, you can do things like that because you know that they need it. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's pretty pretty cool. That's um that's really nice to hear because um I, I did briefly join a club um as a master swimmer. You know, I won't I won't know names. They're a nice club, nice people. The coach there had been had been the coach there for many years, I believe. They still coach now uh, at this club. Um, but something that really struck me very quickly was that the coach would 
write the set and would would stand on pool deck and he would it would say you know okay 1050 is on a minute and then you'd swim it and there'd be no feedback to any of the swimmers you'd just swim it and then at the end of the 1050s right the next thing is whatever 75s you know and and it was it was just yeah. being told what to do once every five minutes and there was there was no interaction there was no feedback and i, I sort of thought is there any point in you being on poolside you could have just texted us this set and we could have done it you know yes. and, and that's not to that's not to disrespect this coach because they've been a coach there for a long time the people like this person um but i just sort of thought you're not really coaching us and so it sounds to me like you're you're all about the relationships with the swimmers yes. um and, and that's a really important thing for you definitely a thousand percent so all my swimmers are completely different like and that's what i adore most about them you know some of them will tell me about how their day at work been some of them will tell me what they had for lunch some of them will tell me the deepest darkest woes you know some of them will come on poolside and just be happy all the time you know i've got swifty who tells me exactly how it is um you know, they all communicate so differently and actually forging those different relationships helps their training more than anything else because um i think blob said on your podcast the other day about dead meters and what your coach is doing there to me is dead meters because we're mm. not getting anything out of it. Yeah, yeah, we're getting, you know, in the warm up, I'm not going to turn to someone and be like, you need to change this, 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 and this, because it's about warming up. It's about getting yeah. up and hot. It's about getting your muscles moving, you know. But in a set like that, if you do it 99% wrong, then you're never going to get anything out of it. All you've done is wasted 10 minutes of your life, wasted 10 mm. minutes of my life, and there's no point. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm very much in terms of, I check. Try to well, I try to check through with them as much as I can during the sets as well. Whether it's you're right there, how you doing, da, 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 da. because actually them turning to me and being like, actually Abby, I'm really struggling with this, or you know, what's your heart rate? My heart rate's 120. Oh, that's a bit low. Let's do this differently. You know, it's you've got to constantly be changing and adapting to what they're going through in that water because I don't know what they're going through in that water. They know what they're going through in that water. Um, so yeah, that's kind of my, my approach to it, if you like. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Do you have any coaches as an age group swimmer yourself that you felt was was a bit of an influence for you and you thought, I really enjoy watching this person or that person and I would quite like to do what they do? Yeah, so um, my head coach at home, Sarah Vandaloo, was absolutely incredible for me when I was younger. Um, I unfortunately had a period of my life where my mum got diagnosed with cancer and as a single parent at the time, it's pretty hard for her. And my coach then took me under a wing. She, you know, directed me towards the coaching route. She made sure I had everything I needed. She installed values that I still hold close to me now. She, you know, told me, taught me what was good and bad in swimming. She taught me what was right and wrong. Um, and I think having that po positive influence when you were younger and kind of seeing that positive coaching style when you were younger actually breeds success later on, whether that's success in swimming or success in going into coaching or becoming just a full grown adult is is super, super important. Um, we've obviously got some fantastic coaches at City of Sheffield and as a team, you know, we're building fantastic relationships around really. So it's really good to see kind of that being transferred over to different clubs as well. Yeah, sounds great. It sounds as well as though the city of Sheffield is growing as a squad. So how, how long have you been the coach there and how, how much have you seen it grown in that time? Yeah, so two years now, nearly two years I've been with the squad, which feels like it's flown by, but also feels like it's been a lifetime. Um, so it, when I joined, I think there were 20 on the books, I think, 25 possibly. Um, the squad was very much separate to the club um obviously we're still running the same way but you know the coaches was does anybody want to take masters tonight yeah okay kind of thing um i took them over two years ago we've now got 56 of them 
Wow. So there is a lot of them now. Yeah. Um, and we are ever working with the club to move back into the club as much as we can. So things like this um, British Championships, the club very kindly provided us with um, British Championship kit as the age group swimmers get, which is such a nice kind of transition Great. in. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to get swimmers to give back as much as we can to the club and the club keep giving to the master swimmers. But like I said earlier, it's that mutual relationship and it's making sure that mutual relationship works for everyone. Um, and, you know, being a bit, we've got our own Facebook page for City of Sheffield Masters, but it's actually about making sure we're actually on the, on the, the actual City mm -hmm. of Sheffield page as well, which you can see if you head to the Instagram. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's becoming a better relationship. And as a squad, we are building up and up and up, um, which is always good to see, but we're doing it at a good pace as well. We're not, you know, running into things like, let's do this and this and this and this and this. And this. So let's have a plan. Let's work for it in the next two, two, three years and let's get there in the end in a proper way. Yeah so, so you, yeah, so you're growing organically, but actually in a really sort of efficient way, which is which is great. You said you've got 56 swimmers now. Yeah. Would, you, would, you, would you have a session where you're, you've got 56 swimmers in the water, or is it more of a, no. some country members, some people yeah. come to one session and then the other, and then? So we have three sessions a week at the minute, um, and you can have the two session option or the three session option. Now, um, as I said, a lot of my swimmers are doctors, teachers da, 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 da. and often with kids and stuff you can't always dedicate to three sessions a week but that doesn't mean they aren't doing three sessions so they might go to the pool on their own or they might go you know for a run to the gym on their own um so i think the most we have in is about 35 on a monday night um that's getting a very very busy session because it's our short course session um but obviously with that we have up to our resource so for example i have an assistant on poolside with me to help me around because if not i run around like a headless chicken for an hour um just be like move your arms kick your legs do your fly kicks um which is is nice and it kind of helps with the numbers but yeah we've not yet touched i want to touch as much wood as i can but we've not yet had 56 of them in the pool well which... you, you've just you've just officially jinxed it so uh... <laughs> i have an eye that's gonna be fun on monday um but we do have, you know, we have, I think it's five of them now. Is it five of them now that only race with us? So they don't yeah. train with us. Yeah. So they come train with us the week before the major competition. So um, they're open to come for the week before just to get their relay practice, get that dive practice that you may not get in a public session. Um, and then they race for us, which are they're crucially important to the team, really. And they are really are a fantastic addition when it comes. Yeah. You talked about the public sessions there. When when you have swimmers who, who do train themselves, do you offer them a set or do you take a picture of a previous set that you've maybe done and send it to them or do they just go and sort themselves out? So um, for some periods of the year, I kind of put, right, this is a group of sets. You're more than welcome to do them. Mm. But I don't tend to say, right, this is a set you're doing if you're doing it on your own. And the main reason why I do that is because everyone is so different. Yeah. And, you know, like some of them get in on a Friday morning and they get in and they like to do speed stuff because it's short course, you know, it. 25 is easy to do in a public lane because there's you know you don't have to go around people and actually i know that what they're doing is based off what we've learned as a squad so we've learned that six 200s max effort off two seconds is not going to do anyone any good off two um, seconds that's an impressive squad you've got yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah michael phelps there and back but um it's you know it's they they know that now they understand it and this year we've done a lot of them asking questions about their training and I think that means they make themselves very good sessions. You know, Jonathan and Jamie were telling me about their fly session a couple of months ago. And I'm like, that is a very well wits. Uh, I can't speak. That's a very, very well written session. That's great. Yeah. Like, you know, so I trust them with it. Going into next season, we've got some slightly different plans, yeah. um, which the squad are going to start being involved in the next few 
few weeks. Um, so that may change a little bit, but at the end of the day, I want them still to have their own direction because yeah. it's a journey. They, they need to be able to do, you know, if they get out of a session on a Thursday and they're like, actually, I didn't do that to my full potential. And I know that Abby doesn't know that, but I know that if they want to go in and repeat the session on the Friday morning, that is fine with me. Mm. You know, nothing, as long as they don't go doing a ridiculous amount of meters, or a ridiculous amount of dead meat, dead meters. I am fine, but they all understand the whole idea of a warm up, your prep set, your main set, your swim down set, with a little bit of skill and drill in the middle if they need it. Um, so I'm very confident in what what they make themselves. Yeah. Well, well. Listen, the the volume debate is still kind of going around at the moment, as it's a reasonably fresh uh, fresh yeah. podcast. So, so give, give us give us the sort of. Um, and I know it always depends on the type of session you're doing, whether it's sprint or, or aerobic yeah. or whatever. But if you're if you're running a session that's an hour, what what, what are you kind of aiming for, really? So for my kind of top my top swimmers, so my swimmers that are looking at those kind of increasing those times and stuff like that, I would never really go above four k if I'm being honest. And that's in an hour. In an hour. In an hour. In an hour sorry, in an hour. Like we'd never oh. go four k. So. We did a distance block between September, uh, between when was it? November, December. And I think we just got up to 4K. And, um, you know, that is by rolling round, rolling round, rolling round. But that was in a specific block. Um, we very rarely go over 3.2 okay. uh, in that top lane. My kind of my, my lower lanes kind of go 2.5 maximum. Um, I'm very much similar to what Bob said a few weeks ago of the fact is that with master swimming, it's not about the quantity it's about the quality and i think in my opinion i don't i would never send my swimmers above kind of 15 16 17k 17k a week yeah because they don't need it they've, yeah. they've got that fitness a lot of my guys do um open water swimming at the weekends mm -hmm. which is great um but that gets their meters in so i don't want to ever push them over 20 because i think that just breaks people I think it really yeah. does, especially master swimmers. Not so much age group, but masters definitely. Yeah, I, I, com I completely agree. And, and funnily enough, actually, I, I saw something on Instagram recently. Um, nothing to do with swimming, but it, but I felt like it was, it was relevant to swimming. Was that um, there's a guy I follow. He's, he's kind of a, a lifestyle coach, if you like, you know, <laughs> fitness coach and, and sort of uh, diet and everything like that. But, but he, he talks about the idea of um, hit training, so high intensity training, yeah. and how that's all the rage and lots of people are doing it. But he, he actually said it's it's not for most people because if you're somebody who has quite a stressful lifestyle, maybe you've got young kids that you're trying to get ready quickly in the morning, you then go into work all day, got quite a stressful job. You've got to quickly do the, the pickup from school, log on, you've got your phone ringing all the time. And then you think, right, I need to go and exercise. You've already been hyped up all day with stress mm -hmm. to then go and put yourself through the stress of a high intensity work it's actually not that good for you and and actually what you could really do with is yes exercise but maybe something like walking or a gentle swim or something like that and that's yeah. where i thought you know master swimming i guess is quite similar because we're training in the evenings it, is it always great for us to go and absolutely slog ourselves whether that means with fast swimming or with a lot of swimming if we've had a really stressful day and it just got me thinking about you know the volume debate that we had recently and i don't know if that's something you ever really think about um, so I think about that a lot, especially in terms of when we get around to half terms. So a lot of people in my squads have kids and in half terms, they turn up to the pool a lot more tired because they're spending more days with their families, more days with their ch children. Um, and it's kind of working on the best possible thing for them. So I believe a lot in fart leg training. So the idea of speed play. So the idea of that is with active recovery. So with my guys, I know it doesn't work just smashing them out all the mm. time because they just get 
so tired and it takes that extended recovery and that extended recovery i think is a key part of master swimming and understanding so something like hit it i for my guys i don't think would work mm. you know we might do small parts of it for example um we did i think it was three 100s 650s um three no, three 100s 450s a few weeks ago um and that is obviously like i'm looking at them going as fast as they can as max as they can but also we had a long warm-up and a long swim down because they do need that time just to breathe and relax yeah. and just to switch off. And I think you can hand someone in the pool as much as you want, but actually if their head isn't in it and mentally wise, they aren't refreshed when they leave that pool, then mm. done nothing. You've, you've really done nothing because they're just going to end up over fatigued, hitting a plateau, you know, it's, it's going to be worse than when you started. Yeah, absolutely. So what goes into what goes into coaching beyond the pool deck? So obviously we we, we see what, what you guys do, you know, on a on a weekly basis when you're when you're on poolside, but when you're at home and you're planning the sessions, how are you how do you personally like to approach the planning side of things? So I approach it via kind of a whole year plan and then I split that whole year plan into three. So we have kind of the whole year plan drives us round to our two key points, which are end of October and um, June nationals, June, June champs. Um, obviously, that doesn't mean there aren't points in the year where we go slightly less when we yeah. have things like Scot um, Scottish nationals or Swansea. But we don't just stop everything for those. Mm. Um, so within the year, so I tried something a bit different this year. So um, for the first year I took them over, kind of having a plan in place was great. But it's the first time they kind of had that plan. So it went great. And actually from that first year, I thought we need to do some more fitness stuff in the winter because they stop swimming open water. Everyone moves a lot less. Everyone's a lot less unfit. You know, when you take time off to go and Christmas do here and da 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 here. Um, so I work in terms of, we work kind of an eight week block from when we come back um, early September to end of October. And then end of October to end of December, we will work then that long distance block. So we build it up um, so that when we come back in January, we've got that core fitness there. We then build through January to the end of March. So it takes us through to Wales. And then we go March for a long cycle through to the beginning of June. Um, yeah. And then this last bit of the year always changes a little bit. So this year we're doing kind of looking at those skill-based things and how can we improve things like after like it's off the wall? How can we improve our technique how can we do some drills and skills how can we you know we keep learning whereas last year this bit here we were still slogging through because we were only taking a two-week break so we yeah. went straight back into kind of pushing to build up that core fitness again um but i think with planning you can do as much as you like but on the day you might still turn up and go we cannot do this today yeah. <laughs> you know i walked onto poolside before and i've looked at my swimmers i've looked at how i felt and i've gone this session is going to crumble if I deliver it. So we need to do something different. And it's been able to be adaptive like that. You know, we still did a very similar thing. We still did, you know, anaerobic threshold, but we did it in a different way where we got more rest. We did less meters, you know, like, as I said earlier, killing them mentally and physically is going to do nothing. They want to walk away from that pool happy. They want to walk away full energized, refreshed, mm -hmm. and actually doing this set that I planned may not always do that. So yeah, adaptive, but Bob will probably tell you the same thing. It's, you know, you don't always, it's not always the point one to point two in Masters for Men. It really never is. No, no, of course. Uh, and so I've got two questions really that are kind of the same. Um, but one is, one is, do you, do you turn up to a session with a, basically an option A and an option B, which kind of speaks to what you just said there, where you've kind of got your plan, but you think if, if it doesn't quite go how I'd like it, 
here's option B. And then the second question really is, do you write two different sets anyway, because you've got different levels of swimmers or do you all do the same set? So I always, well, I say always, 80% of the time do two sets. So they can choose how they want to work. So me saying to someone, right, you're going to, you do want to do it as 200s or 100s, they'll most likely choose what works best for them. And therefore you naturally find your divide of sprinters and distance swimmers, or you naturally find your breaststrokers and your IMers. And um, so they're two different sets, but they're written in a way so they'll both work the same system. So um, really easy example. I've got like people like Larissa, who absolutely loves meters. I could say to her, you're doing a thousand meters today, seven times through, and she'd be like, yes, get in. You know, I've got my, so if I say, right, who would like to do 400s? Who would like to do 200s? I've got my 400 lane, I've got my 200 lane. So we're working that aerobic base. The 400s guys would go off and do five 400s, one IM, one free, one pull, one IM, one free. The 200s would go away and do 10 200s and they'd do it as, you know, two free, one pull, two drill, something like that. And they'd both work the same thing. They'd both work the same system. I would still look for their same heart rates, but it would just be in comparative to what the distance they were doing. Mm -hmm. Um, I always have a survival mode in my in my plan. And that is basically of a if I didn't do it this way, how else could I do it and still hit the same system? Because as I said, I'm quite mathematical. So I want to make sure that I'm hitting the right system. Um, so for example, if we get there and I'm looking at them, like our def set this year is 28, 75, and then it's 36, 75, and they do two, two IM, two free. Okay. Top lanes go off 110, bottom lanes go off 130. The whole idea is that the IM to make that time, they are going to have to be going as fast as they can. They're looking at like 70, 80% heart rate once 14 above, you know, but when as they get to that freestyle, that's kind of their active recovery because to make that time, they don't have to be doing that time. So they're going, heart rate's coming down. It's coming down to 120. You know, they're at 50, 40% maximum, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but for some of them, actually doing the IM throws them into like heart rate 180 and above, like dying, you know, da, 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 da. So that's when I go, actually, this lane here, you are going to do the whole thing freestyle, but you are going to do two at eight out of 10, two free, easy. And mm-hmm. they're getting, therefore getting the same system as the guys that are throwing throwing themselves at two one two seventy five IM, you know, and then getting the easy free. So it's just about adapting to who I've got on the day as well, because as we said earlier, kids people have kids, people have jobs, and mm-hmm. there's been key sets that have come up, and I've been like, why are these five people not here? Because they need to be here for this set because this yeah. set was written for them. But at the same time, it's like, well, actually, we can just change it slightly, and it will be written for these people. So it's great. Yeah. Um, so yeah how do you, how do you keep on top of like the latest trends if you like in in swimming and, and the way that sets are kind of written are you part of a, like a forum or a group or anything like that no so the, i was chatting to jerome about this at the weekend actually um about how we're going to kind of like bring masters swimming into the, the the spotlight if you like um and i still use books like i like ryan one of my swimmers gave me some fantastic swimming books a few months a few weeks ago and i'm just pottering through them now um and apart from that i kind of look at what british women have to offer but a lot of it is like what other teams are doing Mm. and what you know other squads are doing because i think it's really easy to look on a on a on a news thing and be like oh um i don't know michael phelps did this and it worked for him and i think to be a good coach you've not just got to absorb it you've got to understand why yes you can't be like oh 
4200s worked for Michael Phelps well. I'm going to take that and I'm going to put that in my squad because guarantee if I set my squad off on 4200s off the time that Michael Phelps was going off, my squad wouldn't, wouldn't you know, be able to be cope. They wouldn't cope. So I try to look at things for the reason why. So if an article comes out and it's like looking at this base, looking at this, you know, I recently read an article about fart lake training and how that's kind of changed and how that um, some people are saying about the ox oxygen variations of it and how that works. Um, so I try and keep it up to date as I possibly can, but also I'm just guided by what my swimmers say. You know, I've got Ryan, who's a fantastic swimming performance analyst. He does analyst analytics as a job. Um, he's very mathematical. So if I've ever got a question, he's also a coach as well. So if I've ever got a question, I kind of go to him and be like, I've got this idea. How does it work? And he kind of like might be like, oh, so it could work like this and it work like this, but make sure about this. And I'm like, okay. And then I take that away and I look at my books. I look at my resources because my resources, you know, I've always been quite confused as to why Swim England don't do top-ups. So I did my level two well, when I was 18. So what's that now? Like, oh my God, I'm so old. Um, six years ago. Um, that's made me feel really old. Um, like six years ago. And since then, I've been on like a few kind of Swim England days or like performance days, but I've never, ever been on a Masters day. I've mm. never been on a day that someone's gone, okay, Masters swimming. Here's what we're finding with the trends. Here's what people are saying. Here's the sets people are doing, you know. This is a technique that you can teach them. This is a set writing system you can teach them. And I think that's one thing that masters women need to get better at. And mm. we need to, you know, we're up there in the top of the world, but we're not acting like we're at the top of the world. Um, we're acting like we're just kind of plodding along and hoping for the best. Um, so it would be interesting to see if British women could do something like that for us. Um, because me going on an age group camp to develop my skills it's great, but it's not going to do anything for the people I'm actually coaching. Yeah, I think um, I think that's a really good idea, actually, sort of getting involved with British swimming and, and coaches having like top days or, or going on, you know, kind of quick fire camps and stuff like that. And that's a great idea. Um, yeah. You talked about the idea then of being um, adaptable with your sets uh, and you like to, to you know, keep things varied and all the rest of it. But every every coach has a favorite type of set. So, for example, I'm now swimming with Belpa and um and Mike Brett, the coach there, USRPT, he absolutely loves it. So, um, so we do a lot of that kind of stuff. That that's you know that's his kind of natural go to. Do you yeah. do you have a natural go to type of session? Um, I do love like a thirty fifties, like yeah. three hard one easy. I do love a little bit like that, but I love it because I get to see how and where our fitness is. Mm. So you know, the, my guys because their heads, heads are in the water quite a lot, I do spot the check them in times. And I just be like, okay, so we're still where we were at the beginning. Wonderful. Um, but then again, I do really enjoy sprint sets for my guys because they all get themselves so rattled up and so excited for it. That it's like, oh, what are we doing? And like, someone will come in and they'll be like, oh yeah, great job, mate. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, obviously we have the other end of that. People come in, oh, that was absolutely rubbish. But um, it's just anything that I can see our improvement in, I love. Um, I'm yeah. not, I'm, I'm swifty and that lot will tell you this. I hate coaching breaststroke. <laughs> Somebody said to me, Abby, would you prefer to jump off a cliff or teach breaststroke? I'd run off that cliff. You know, it's, I just, I just dislike it. But actually as I'm working more with swifty, I've got a great swimmer called Joe at the minute. He's S14. As I'm learning more about their breaststroke styles and, you know, I'm kind of doing a bit more breaststroke related sets with them. I'm learning a lot and actually I'm quite enjoying that process as well. Mm. Um, yeah. So any process I can learn, I'm, I'm there. I'm happy. That sounds good. So not quite the final question, but um, one of the last questions, and I don't want to put you on the spot here, but 
because it's quite quite an open-ended question really but how how do you see training evolving over time and so let me give you some context on that question is you hear a lot about the idea that 20 years ago it didn't matter whether you're a 50 meter sprinter or a 400 meter swimmer you'd all just do the same session loads i'm talking really at elite level here but you know just just everybody would do 60k a week it would all be quite samey and you you often hear about the fact that we sort of feel like we're 20, 30 years behind running and like how running has kind of evolved a lot faster. But now what we're seeing is is more of a shift and more personalized training, different athletes getting different sessions. Um, you, you heard Fran, Fran Halsall last week say that James Gibson would have six swimmers in a in a session and all six swimmers will be doing something different. They're not mm-hmm. all doing the same thing. How, how do you see training evolving over time, it, you know, given the kind of more personalization? Um... It's a really good question, that one, Joe. Um, it's just sat there like, yeah, I know. Um, it's, I'm a big believer in personalization. I love it. I think practically wise, in master swimming terms, it's hard because the investment is still not yet there. So I'm still got, I've still got seven, eight a lane per, you know, long course session. And when you have three lanes, how personalized can you be? Mm. So I fully, I, fully if i could do a different session with every single one of my swimmers every day i would and i would absolutely love it because that you know their swim would come along so quickly and i think for the performance centers and the age group swimming that is a lot easier because there is less of them you know but i think for now i'm happy grouping to personalize and you know i group the breaststrokers and then i've got people that do I am with breaststroke and then I've got just breaststrokers and then yeah. within just breaststrokers I've got hundreds and fifties and I've got two hundreds mm-hmm. and that's as far as I can group I physic I physically can't group them any further because I don't have the space mm-hmm. and I don't have the investment to be able to do it and I, th- I would love to say in 10 years time we look back at master swimming and we've got a whole pool that I can split people up and people get in the exact personalization program that they need that you know, breaststrokers are getting the same, uh, are getting specific gym plans for them and nutritionists are coming in and speaking to the long distance athletes about how they fuel themselves properly. I would love for that. That would be my dream. But realistically, I think we will keep plodding along until the investment is made. And I think until that point, we can't, we can only dream of personalization and we can do what we can. Like, I don't know if not Bob and some of the other uh, master swim coaches think the same, but we can personalize as much as possible, but it isn't as easy as right. There are 200 meters freestyle. Therefore they are going to do a 200 meter freestyle based set mm. because we just don't have the space. We don't have the capacity. We don't have the room. Um, and we also don't have, like, I know that I, if, for example, if I got a hundred freestyler that came to me and they were like, I want to improve my hundred freestyle. I would be like, yes, this is how we're going to do it. But, we can't do that all the time because yeah. we need to do other stuff because other people in the squad. And it breaks my heart when I have to say that to someone because I have had to say it before of a case of, I can't train you during the hundred free because I haven't got the room. Um, so I suppose, yeah, in the dream world, yes, I would love to be personalized to every single swimmer for every single swimmer to have a program for those programs to interlock for that to then fit in with S and C with nutrition, with, you know, physiotherapy, but actually, realistically, we can only do what we can do. Mm. That's where that's where I know we've got to stand on it because we can't do it. We just yeah. can't. 
much as we want to. We just well, can't. I think one of the things that have that has evolved for sure, and this and this very much sounds like you're on this train, is being more of a more of a mentor and more of a you know you consult the swimmers, and it sounds like that's why you like master swimmers because again, rather than just walking onto pool deck and saying, right, guys, this is what you're doing, take it or leave it. You're, yeah. you're having that conversation with the the swimmers. You've got a bit of a relationship with them. You know what they want from you. Yeah. Um, and so you can kind of tailor towards that. And like I say, you can even take a look at it and think the stroke's breaking down a little bit here. They don't yeah. feel like they're enjoying it. Let's just ease off a little bit. And I think even that in itself, we've come a long way in swimming. It sounds like you're very much that kind of coach. Yeah. Like I, people need to have the choice in what they do. You know, nobody ever gets sent into a job without choosing what job they do. Nobody goes out for dinner and has their meal chosen for them. You know, life is all about choice. And that is where people are happiest is when they've got the option to make choice. There is some things where I turn to my swimmers and I'm like, no, like my swimmers love to ask to put their fins on for kick. They love it. They'll try it as many ways as they can. They're like, oh, Abbas, can this be, can this be my fins? And you'll be like, no. And then somebody else will be like, I do love my fins. I can have my fins on. You're like, no. Oh, but, oh, but I've just bought them. <laughs> yeah, I have. A, oh, but I've just found them at the bottom of my car. No, I don't care. You're not putting your fins on. And some things like that I am very strict on. Like, no, this set is designed this way for this reason. Yeah. Also, if someone turns to me and they're like, Abby, I've been at school all day today. Children have been screaming at me 24-7. I just want to have my head in the water. Can I do 100s rather than 75s and just swim around and do the same thing? I'm like, yeah, if that's what you need to do, that's what you need to do. Um, so, yeah, hopefully I've answered your question there. I went on a bit of a rant there, but, uh, yeah. No, 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 absolutely. No, that was all good. So so the final question I was going to ask then is you, you mentioned earlier you talked about training blocks and how the next block now will be through to through to nationals. But before nationals, are there any competitions? Obviously, we've got Worlds coming up, and there are also regional, local competitions. Are there any you've got your eyes on that you, swim, you know your swimmers are going to be at? Uh, so we've got two going to Worlds this year. So we've got Ben and Ken, um, who are two of our borrowed swimmers, who are fantastic. Um, so they are off to Worlds this year. We are still a little bit undecided um, on our prep meet for September. Um, me and Jonathan and Jamie had a quick chat. About, well, me and Jamie, Jonathan had a chat about it the other day. Um, and there is a meet that looks like a very good meet, but it is in North Wales. Okay. And for me, it is a little bit far to go for a few weekends before a major competition because I'm a big believer in before the major competition, you need to keep your life as simple as possible. Sure. So that means no, you know, so you say you commute there on the Friday. So you'll take Thursday night easy because you'll be commuting on the Friday. You're there on the Saturday, you're there on the Sunday, you travel back on the Sunday, you go back to work on the Monday. You don't come through on a Monday night because you're tired. Before you know it, you've had a week out of the pool. Mm. and i think we're still trying to work through what works best for us um we are in a very unlucky position where our training is changing slightly in september due to issues with ponds forge okay so we are still trying to work what works best for us um but we'll be definitely be doing a meet kind of mid-september um i've seen that is it north stafford no somebody's put a meet out i keep seeing it all over my facebook um not sure actually i don't think it's north stafford not, not, not. Who is it that's done it? I keep saying everyone. Everyone's done it. It keeps going on the official masters thing. Anyway, that's a meet we could do. We're just yeah. looking at a short course meet. They won't be doing every single event under the sun. They will be doing their specific events, and we may put a few relays in just to get a bit of practice. Um, but yeah, it's an exciting year. Exciting year next year. We 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 keep moving. We'll keep moving up. Yeah, it sounds it. Well, it sounds like you've come a long way as a squad as well over the last few years since you took over as coach. So, uh, so well done to you, because um, that's really it's a credit to you and a credit to the swimmers. Um, lovely to chat. Lovely to to meet you in person. Well, not in person, over, <laughs> over camera, uh, and hope to meet you in person one day soon. Um, so, thanks, thank you very much, Abby. It was great. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it.